Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Join us for the very first IFL Live at London's Indigo at the O2, Sunday, August the 13th, with me, Coogan Cassius, and some very special guests, Eddie Hearn, Darren Barker, Johnny Fisher, and more. Tickets now on sale. So in the words of Eddie Hearn... You get up, you dress up, and you fucking show up. This is... Mate, who's the gazer behind you? Who is Netflix. it? Now get him on. <laughs> you can cast yourself. All right, mate. Let How me you doing, I'm back at all. <laughs> it's just a development. development. <laughs> You're staying in, by the way. God, he's got some muscles, hasn't he? Couldn't cast this IFL TV here with Eddie Hearn. All right, mate. I'm doing good, mate. Where are you? I'm in. Um, Cancun. It's a sad state of affairs. We have to do it by Zoom, and we're probably only what twenty-five miles apart. Mate, you live ten minutes away from me. You fucking idiot. I'm not, not now. I'm in Hammersmith. Oh, Hammersmith. Okay. Yeah. No, it's a bit of a trek to Hammersmith. Do you know what? I will say one thing. Yeah. What will you say, son? Do you know Saturday? Yeah. And I don't normally say stuff like this, right? But I was like, when this news come out about the fight, I was like, oh, fucking, you fucking, <laughs> it's not even your fault. You said fucking hell hurt. No, I just thought fucking hell hurt. You're, you're, you're going to get hammered. Everyone's going to blame you, blah, blah. And it ain't even your fault. But. What can I say, mate? What can I say? No, but what you do do well, and I will say this, you're a problem solver. You don't sit there going, ah, you just crack on with it and see what, what we can do next. Which it, would have it, would, it would have broke many men. Many men. Right, okay. I've got to kind of make reference to uh, your talk sport interviews today with um, Simon Jordan, which was fucking amazing today, to be honest. Um. Right, let's let's go back to Saturday morning. Talk me through it. With uh, Friday, apparently. Friday, apparently. I mean, you know. To be fair, it was eight minutes out. The email was sent at seven minutes past twelve or something. But anyway, but but, 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 
is that's irrelevant because Simon Jordan said that we told Robert Smith on Friday afternoon or whenever it was. And, you know, the problem is, is Simon Jordan portrays or, or tries to deliver what he calls facts, right? But actually is hearsay 90% of the time. So rather than saying, oh, I heard that you actually spoke to Robert Smith on Friday, he says, well, well, you're lying because you spoke to Robert Smith on Friday. And I said, no, I didn't. Frank Smith spoke to him on Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon. No, 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 he didn't. Because I spoke to Robert Smith and I'm thinking, I'm thinking now, I'm, I'm even questioning myself going, have I got this wrong? I swear we didn't get the results till like, I don't know, like half 12, one o'clock Saturday morning. But then no one actually spoke to anyone till everybody woke up on Saturday. No, no, no. And I, I, had to, I called him up on it. I said, so you're telling me that Robert Smith told you that he got the information from us on Friday. Yes. Yes. I said, get him on the fucking phone. Like, what? I said, get him on the phone now. Because if he said that, he's a liar. No, you're lying. We all know you lie. I'm going to think, yeah, this is the problem. And then, obviously, we get Robert Smith on the phone. He confirms it's on the Saturday and actually, in the break, Simon did apologise. He said, oh, I actually got it wrong because I spoke to him on the Sunday and he told me I was made aware of it on the Saturday. And I got, I'm like, but without that argument, it it looks like what Simon's saying is actually the truth. And it's not the truth. But anyway, let's go one deeper. And I'm trying not to swear in these interviews. What the fuck is the secretary of the British Boxing Board of Control doing speaking to simon jordan about dillian white's drug test results of which i actually sent robert text me during the talk sport show and said i spoke to him on saturday i went back and said no i said i spoke to frank on saturday i went back and said why are you even talking to simon jordan and he said i'm not most of the time he i don't know what he said whatever but like do you understand when I talk about the same energy or I talk about a vendetta or, a, you know, a, a movement or an agenda against me and Matron, you've got a guy here who is on holiday, right? And, you know, we know we, we had some obviously medical news about him and we wish him all the best, who yeah. is obviously received these info. Like, firstly, I didn't say this in TalkSport, but you imagine how happy he was when that news broke, Right. He's then calling up people like Robert Smith to try and catch me out about when I gave him the information. Because he's then trying to find out, oh, when did he know, though? If he knew a few days ago, we can really bury it. It's like, why have you, why, why this energy? So I had to call him up on it. I mean, we know it was, a, you know, we, we know it was 2 0, we know it was a drubbing, and you can't see the trilogy. You don't need to see it. You didn't need to see the rematch. But you definitely don't need to see the trilogy. But I was just glad that I could show people not everything Simon says is correct. I'm not saying he's lying or a liar, but you can't just take what you've heard and portray it as facts 
to the public. You, you don't have to say, you don't have to say, you know, everything that I say is fact. Sometimes it's just opinion, but certain things are factual. And that was a good example where he got it completely wrong. And I had to hand his bottom to him and call him out on it live on air. And after that, it was game over because the credibility just went down the swanny. I'm going to play a little bit of devil's, devil's A here, Eddie. Is there a possibility when Simon made reference to this, that he could have been giving you credit for finding out earlier and sorting out the situation earlier? Yes or not? Let's be honest. Do you honestly think that Simon was about to give me credit for something? No. He was trying to catch me out on something because the rumours... Right. The, the Twitter rumours that have been going around is Matram knew well before this. Right. So it's like and see, oh, when was the results? When was the results? I said, well, I'm, one, that's confidential. I'm not giving it to you. But also, sorry, when was the test? So, like, well, I'll tell you when the results were. We got them in the early hours of Saturday morning. We cancelled the fight on Saturday. I've heard so many people say to me, yeah, I've heard I've heard Matram got those results you know, well before. Next thing, everyone thinks we got the results before, including Simon Jordan, who was trying to allude to the fact that we got them on Friday, but actually didn't cancel the fight. Why did it take you? Because this is what he said. Why did it take you 72 hours to cancel the Conor Ben fight when the board said they won't sanction it? Not true. We received the information at about 8.30 a.m. on Wednesday and approximately 24 hours or sooner after we cancelled the Conor Ben fight. I appreciate within that 24 hours, the heads went a little bit. We made some bad decisions, but that was the period, not three or four days. And he was trying to do the same thing there, so much so that when I said, no, we spoke to Robert Smith on Saturday, watch it back. Oh, you're no, I'm telling you facts. I'm telling you facts because I spoke to Robert Smith. You spoke to him on Friday. No, we didn't. I'm, I'm t you know, so... He, he even believes that what he's saying is pure fact. And he wouldn't even, it was very difficult for him to hold his hands up and say, actually, I got that wrong. Sorry about that, which he did do in the break. But I know it's TalkSport didn't really want to post that little scene from the event today. But still good fun. It's all good for the, the sport. Okay. Um, let's go back to obviously you finding out about this situation regarding an adverse finding for uh, what the fuck are you doing? Actually, look, we are really coming on here. That's the left arm as well. I want to just looking like something out of Popeye. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Right. You're a fucking weird geezer, mate. Listen, right, let's go back to Saturday anyway, right? Yeah. Obviously, I would say the last 12 months, I know you've had like your little ups and all that, but it's not really been a great year for you, right? The last 12 months. It's not your fault. Like, it's not your fault what happened, obviously, with the whole Conor Ben Newbank, Canelo left you, blah, blah, all this stuff. It awesome. ain't your fault. But the situation has aroused again. What, what can you actually tell us about what has happened here? Because Dillian White did put out a statement um, Saturday. Mm -hmm. regarding this, um, contesting his innocence in this situation. But a couple of questions here. What can you actually legally tell us? And also, have you spoken to Dillian White about this? So firstly, 
which we were reminded of, I think, last night, that information that we receive is confidential to the level of the test results. Um, people keep saying, why was this different to the Conor Ben situation? Yes. And I'll tell you a few reasons why it was. Number one, every set of results, every analysis, every substance is very different. The tests around that substance, uh, sorry, around that failed test matter. And particularly in the Conor Ben situation, that was a co-promotion. Okay. This event was a sole promotion by Matram. In the co-promotion, which we received again, timescales were different. One was, I think, seven weeks out, six weeks out. One was one week out. In the co-promotion, we spoke to our co-promoters who spoke to the fighter who wanted to get medical advice regarding Conor Ben's results. Once they anal analysed it, they were happy to proceed with the bout subject to, contractually, the sanctioning of the British Boxing Board of Control. Okay? Thirdly, is it a third or fourthly? We learned from our mistakes from last time. You know, I, I have no problem... The fact that that was the first time we had to go through that experience, we made mistakes. And this is you know, when I go on TalkSport and they keep talking about what happened a year or so ago. I don't know how many times I need to tell you we didn't get it 100% right. OK, but we learned from that process this time around. It's a co-promotion. I haven't really got to speak to any partners. I've got to speak to Anthony Joshua and his team who were made aware of the results, the substances, everything. And they said... We need to find another opponent. We terminated the contract immediately and we moved forward. What Dillian said in his statement was, I never got the opportunity to prove my innocence. Okay. With seven days out, I need to look after my guy, my client, and move forward with the event. What we can't do is go out on Monday and try and do this and do that. Okay. We needed to find another opponent. Dillian will get his opportunity. I don't know how, I don't know when to clear his name. And, and listen, I want to believe Dillian White. Have you spoke no, to him already? No, I've spoke to his management team. We don't, you know, we don't have the great... Oh, you gone? No, I'm here, mate. All right, I don't know what's happened then. Lost you, hang on. Blame Matty Lawless, mate. Hold on. I just zoomed up. Uh, I can see myself, but I can't see you. Big up, Matty Lawless. Hey, how are you? All right, let's see if we're going to get that. That's all right, yeah. I think it's his first gig, so it's a bit, <laughs> bit nervous. Um, so, oh, actually, did, we don't look as good there, to be fair. Anyway, um, where were we? And I spoke to his management team. We have a mixed relationship with. Um, of course, they wanted time to deal with it but we don't we didn't have time and AJ wanted to fight and it was the only option available was to to move forward so um that's the answer to that question in the answer to I haven't had the best 12 months I think we've had some huge shows I think we've had some huge success but the Conor Ben thing has been unbelievably draining and then to get through that and see him have his suspension lifted and whatever way you want to dress it up, be cleared to box in this country to get that one straight in the nuts after 
was yeah pretty tough really but then who cares like who really cares like no one's going to feel sorry for you are they i mean no one's going to look at me and go oh oh i hope he's all right i mean I, I actually got some nice messages from people but no one very few people care do they people really only care about themselves you know you get a few nice people go you're right mate fuck me that that must be hard going but at the end of the day like it's life isn't it it's like you just become numb to it you become numb to disappointment and bad news and you know all that kind of thing so it's the all game right. with let, let, let me give you a hypothetical here. Well, that's a big word for you. Don't start, mate. I'm on your side, mate-ish. Eddie, you know, from the Conor Ben situation... By when, the way, when you say you're on my side, yeah? Yeah, and I went ish. Is it fair to say the only thing you're actually concerned about is IFL Live on August 13th? I mean, you know, you got the news... And you were like, you messaged me. You didn't say, mate. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I feel for you. Like, I hope you're okay. Are you all right? Like, whatever. You you're, said, you're fucking yourself here, by the way. I'm going to explain you, why in a you second. You said, is the show still going ahead? Because I know all you were thinking about was IFL Live on August the 13th. I rung you three times. One call, you cut off. And I rung you to say, are you okay? I didn't hear from you for hours. You would never have said, are you okay? Well, mate, you would never have gone, all right, all right, Ed, are you okay? You might have gone, oh, you're okay. Is the show still going ahead? Because IFL Live is coming. Do you know what I mean? But that's another classic classic example of, do you really care if I'm okay? Not really, do you? Like, like what if did I, I say to you at the start of this conversation? Like if I if I left the planet tomorrow, would you be that bothered? Other than you would lose a considerable amount of views on your platform. Do you know what I could ask would you? you be actually, bothered? to like, be honest with you, if I wasn't here tomorrow, no, nah, because all you'd do is. You give Charlie a little bit more status, bump him up a little bit, give hey, him it's a little bit more I'm saying, I'm saying when it comes down to it, people can pretend they're bothered about you, but are they really? Do you know what I mean? Because why I tell you, you why are you attacking me? Why because, are you attacking me? Because, because people have got enough problems in their own life to worry about. I don't want you to worry about me. Worry about yourself. I just said this week, I, I know you do. Actually, heard. Fuck being him this week. That's what I thought. 
Fuck being Eddie Hearn this week. Is that what? Right, listen, anyway, just a hypothetical here. In that situation with Conor Ben and Chris Eubank, where you went to Team Eubank and they were happy with the fight to proceed, correct? Mm -hmm. In a situation around that time. Mm -hmm. If you had gone to Anthony Joshua in this situation and the response back from Anthony Joshua was, I still, and the team, I still want to fight Dillian White. What would have happened? What's the procedure there? Mm, I think having gone through a lot of the the, diff, the problem before was the uncertainty over the British Boxing's Board of Control's position over VADA. Okay. We go back to previous fighters who failed a VADA test that didn't get fined from UCAD. We know there's been a rule change since, but one thing we never got from the board really was clarification on the situation. I'm not throwing a board under a bus. It's, it's over now. So now we know very differently that they recognise and UCAD subsequently recognises third-party tests around it. The bigger problem was the time frame. And of course, again, without going into it too much, every result every subs every is different do you know what i mean so there are a lot of differences i think honestly if aj would have come out and said i'll fight him anyway i don't really care and the team went which they wouldn't have anyway you know i i think i would have had to say i've been here before i've been through this process what I'm asking is, what is legally allowed to happen in that situation if they want to fight? That's all I want to know. What the, the contract will, will will be the same in that respect of if if they want to fight and we are asked to move forward with the bout, again the British Boxing Board of Control, it would be put on them. They they wouldn't sanction the fight. I right. think we know that after the Conor Ben situation, so they wouldn't sanction the fight. No one wanted to move forward with the fight. Fight's cancelled. Basically, and in regards to Dillian White, I know you can't tell us too much about. Again, I heard your comments and talks about today about, and we kind of expected this anyway. But Dillian White obviously, hopefully, has the the opportunity to address this in his in his case, etc. And like I said, he's contesting his innocence. But can you tell us anything about the adverse finding? No. No. You're not allowed to tell us. I can't, I can't. I mean, you know, I know people will watch that and go, oh, but I can't. And I've been put on notice by his team as well. It's, it, and also, it's not fair of me to come out and start giving you information that I don't know enough about and might jeopardise his, this very important moment that's coming up for him. I think one of the problems with this situation is, again, you know, a good thing here is that the testing that we've paid for above and beyond British Boxing Border Control testing, has found that a fighter about to enter a bout has a performance-enhancing drug in his system, okay? Which is a good thing. We're all disappointed and gutted the fight's not happening. The, the issue now is kind of in a similar way to the Conor Ben situation, but he was at least licensed at the time, Dillian White is not licensed by the British Boxing Board of Control, right? So what happens now? Like, he has to clear his name. But at the same time, 
he can't be effectively banned by the or have his license suspended or removed from the British Boxing Board of Control because he's not licensed there. Does that make sense? And he needs to clear his name. He'll want to do that. But I don't even know the process that you have to go through to do that. Because one thing you can't do is clear your name with VADA because they're, they're not a disciplinary organisation. They're a reporting organisation. Does that make sense? Yes. So effectively, Dillian White right now can go to another commission and ask for a licence or permission to box. I think most off the back of that result would say, no, we have to have a disciplinary hearing. Or I, I have no idea. I don't but know. Eddie's entitled, obviously, which he's going to do, is judging from the statement the other day, wanting to clear his name and yeah. wanting to put the situation right. I don't know that process. I don't know what whether you know exactly how that process takes place for him in order I to... I don't know what that process is. to do that, isn't Sorry? it? Oh, absolutely. Listen, yeah. I want Dillian White to be innocent. I want I want to believe him. And it, it still baffles me that knowing that you are entering this situation, this testing process, in a fight of this magnitude with the money on the line, that you would test positive. But it's happened. And like I said, I want to believe him. I wish him all the best. But he's now going to have to go through that process to prove his innocence. And I don't know what that process is. But like I said, we wish him all the best. And, you know, it's a very unfortunate situation. Uh, are all the Brits on the card this week, are they licensed by the board? The British yes, board? Yes, I believe so. Why, why are you asking that funny question? Yeah. Every, everyone on the card is licensed, as in the Brit British fighters are licensed by the British Boxing World Control. Yeah, other than Dillian White, yeah. Okay. Um, right, I, I do... I just saw a couple of... Listen, I see things on Twitter sometimes I think, let me just ask and just... I mean, AJ, AJ, yes. Chisora, yes. Johnny Fisher, yes. Campbell Hatton, yes. George Lillard. George Lillard, Maisie Rose, yeah. That's Strange question, to be honest with you. Okay, all right. I mean, it's another thing. Is like, I've heard, you know, I'm not saying I, that's... I asked you a question. I know, I know. You know that someone could say they're not a next thing. It's like, oh... Simon Jordan's occluding you with fighters on the card that are not, you know, I mean, it's... Simon Jordan's comments regarding drug-free sport, can you kind of just address that? This is a thing that's in his head now, that we are looking to become the new disciplinary body for, for boxing. But we, we use an agency, as does, I think, the NBA and NHL, or don't, you know, Major League Baseball and NHL, something like that, called drug-free sport very credible agency who have a this different kind of testing protocol in terms of their cost and magnitude. So if there's not a massive fight, sometimes we'll use drug-free sport to cover a fight to make sure there's additional testing. Okay. It's not quite, might not be quite as regular as VADA, might be less cost to VADA, but outside of the massive events, we're trying to make sure that as many fights as possible are tested. What Simon said was, I've heard, I've heard that you are looking to work with drug-free sport because they will report the results to you and you will decide the disciplinary matters. Absolute bollocks. That's not the, you know, it's just that to try and do more testing. I feel like we're the only promotional company out there, really, that are paying time and time again for this additional layer of testing. And it's like, we've got an agenda. Or we're up to something. 
we're trying to get cast the net as wide as possible for testing. It's really expensive and it's really difficult to do. And I was actually thinking over the last 24 hours, maybe it's time to introduce a matchroom testing pool within our fighters for clean sport. Where, like the UFC do with USADA, you have to enroll, like the WBC, but an additional program where if you want to be a matchroom fighter, you have to test, you have to sign up to the matchroom testing pool with VADA. What do you think about that? But isn't this what your, this accusation, which kind of triggers from Conti, et cetera, which Simon was referring to, that you're in bed with uh, drug-free sport? No, he's in bed. They're an independent, respected agency. But isn't that what he was implying? Like no, he's implying that the reason that we're going with drug-free sport is we want to decide the disciplinary matters regarding drug testing. I don't want to decide anything like that. It's a complete mess. All I want to know is, let someone else do all the testing. I don't want to do the... Who's it? Oh, Matram are doing the testing. Shut up, you plonker. Like, no. We're just trying to test more people. And sometimes it's easier to do it with a smaller cost testing program. BARD is extremely expensive. It's about 30 grand per fight. If we got 10 fights on the card, that's 300 grand a show. We're doing 30 or 40 shows a year. Do the maths. Exactly. So it's like, you know, I, the, the, whole thing's, the whole thing's mad. I mean, but I like the idea of a testing pool because I think it's a good look for the sport. Now, the other issue is there are fighters that... Are, are concerned and I think paranoid about some fighters that they know and believe in who have tested positive and, and things like contamination is a key. But Simon, who keeps going on about strict liability, it is 100% correct. You are responsible for those results. But I also feel like if you can prove that you haven't done anything wrong and there is a contamination, you shouldn't actually be punished at the same time. Why should you be? So it's difficult, you know, but... What what did you think? He he made multiple references today, Simon, to strict liability. Yeah, because uh, what he's trying to do, he tries to put you in a corner and say, do you believe in strict liability? I.e., if it's found in your system, however it got there, tough shit, you're responsible for it. And I said, I get that. But when you're representing a client who it's not their fault that it's in a system, well, why should their career be over or suffer? for that at the same time. So contamination is a thing. It's not something that's just made up. And one of the great things about multiple tests through different agencies, and Connor is a good example of this, particularly with the four UCAD tests that he had around the same time, et cetera. You just can't test negative, positive, negative within a small space of time with trace amounts in your system. And for it to you to be on a testing you know, sorry, a, you know, a complex cheating or whatever it is program to, to do that. And, you know, the science shows that certain types of metabolites and certain types of testing come through food contamination. And these are arguments that have to be taken seriously and can show Connor Ben's innocence. But again, it's like, how much longer do we have to talk about it? I mean, like, but anyway, it's what it is. Right. Last one before we do actually move away from this. Um, 
again, making reference back to that TalkSport interview, Simon Jordan's uh, comments regarding jurisdiction in Connor Ben's case. Can you just make comment on okay. so Connor, So Simon Jordan says, I know that this is what happened in the Connor Ben case. So I said, because actually, you're wrong. Oh, well, were you there? It's like, fuck me, were you? I mean, you, you, you literally work on the radio and you're telling me what happened in that case and in that hearing. It's like, so a lot of what he says is wrong. Some of what he says has substance. It's the same old. But ultimately, what I keep saying is, Connor Ben went through the WBC. He was cleared of any wrongdoing or misconduct. He was reinstated in the rankings. Everyone moaned and said, you have to go through UCAD. He went through UCAD. He had his hearing. The suspension was lifted. And ultimately, he's cleared to box, subject to the approval of the British Box. I, I don't know what else to tell you. So, you know... The, the where, where is that situation right now with him and the board? So we want to go through the process. We know they have an opportunity to appeal, which I don't think they will. But again, in this mad world, who knows? And we want Connor Ben to go through the process and apply for a British Boxing Board of Control license and fight. We think that it's been a year, a year and six months since he boxed. We think it's time, and he's been through the process. He's been asked to go through. No suspension, no ban, nothing. And ultimately, clear from a UCAD perspective to fight in this country. The very last one on this. Why did you block Frank Warren from coming on today? Okay. Again, absolute bollocks. I'll tell you what happened. We are having a big argument, right? The guy walks in the studio and goes, Frank Warren wants to come on the show, right? So I'm like, we're like, what? Myself? Jim and Simon Jordan, the only thing we ever agree on, Simon Jordan went, no, what's he got to do with it? He ain't coming on the show. And I went, I agree, come on after. We're talking about Conor Ben. We're talking, well, firstly, how Beggy is it? He's got, I've got a new name for Frank. It's called Beggy Sue, right? It's like, you're phoning, you're now phoning your radio station to try and get on air because we know I do astronomical numbers. And it's like, you're trying to get on. You're like a, a competition winner, a caller. Oh, please let me get on the air. Go on. But secondly, how funny is it that Frank Warren is tuning in to the show to listen live? I love that because he's probably, well, I know he's texting Simon Jordan throughout the show, right? And say this, say this, say this. Every single day, this is what I'm up against. The whole industry wants to see me out, done, dusted, over. But guess what? See my plums, lick them. Not happening. And like, but this is the thing. So he's listening live. Go on, go on, go on. He's got everyone in the office. Go on, get, phone him. Get him on the phone. Get him on the phone. Imagine. Get TalkSport on the phone. Get him on the phone now. All right. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's Frank Warren. Get me on. Get me in that studio with Hearn. Because apparently what he wanted to say was, he wanted to say, 
this is what they said. He wants to argue that AJ's not treated unfairly or different. What? Who cares? So I said, actually, to be fair to Simon, Simon Jordan went, no, he can come on later. We're talking about Conor Ben. We're talking about this. We're talking. And I went, yeah, look, bring him on after. And Jim White was like trying to, as he does, stare it up and get, you know. And it's not that he wasn't blocked from coming on. So I, I saw, did he tweet or something saying he, he wanted to get on the phone? But tweet that come from Frank Warren's account that said that um, he's trying to get through and Eddie's blocks it. That that's what come from the Frank. Blocked. What do you? How do I block it? What, what what do I what do I run talk sport? So it was actually Simon who said, and I agreed with him. We both said, no, we're talking about this. He can come on later. You know, I mean, again, I don't see why you should piggyback off my profile to to try and get some publicity. You know. All right. Listen. Let's obviously just quickly move on to. Joshua obviously announced today with Helenus, you fucking done my brain in yesterday, right? Mate. I'd love to tell people. Tell it. Tell the conversation. Well, I'll tell the conversation yesterday, right? So I'll read out some WhatsApps between me and her yesterday. So you, said, you were providing me with great entertainment last night. I was just sitting there. I bored. knew what you was doing. And I, I was, was like, at home watching um, you, actually. Go on. Program you. I said, um, I just put to you, this is at six o'clock yesterday, I put, which I'd heard, the Nordic nightmare, yeah? And you put one of three, not signed yet. This is at 5.55. I bantered you a little bit, and I'm saying, this is two hours later, I said, now I'm hearing it's Kevin Johnson too. Did you actually hear that, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> repeat or revenge. I wasn't sure whether you were on a winder. No, I made the name up, repeat or revenge, but Kevin Johnson too. Yeah. And then you put one minute later at 10 to 9, only an option. <laughs> I love Kevin Johnson. Kev, if you're watching this, mate, no disrespect. Yeah. But I put, mate, you've got a tough week ahead. <laughs> you put, he was cheap. <laughs> then I thought, right, it's not Kevin Johnson. No, because by then I thought he actually thinks he might be fighting Kevin Johnson. Right. I said, Are you announcing whatever tonight or tomorrow? You said, Trying to announce tonight. <laughs> if not, it'll be in a morning announcement. We'll say it tonight. Right. So I said, Is it hilarious? Though you didn't answer that. Actually, I only give you one minute. And I put, Why did you get Manuel Char? Can I repeat what you said? Yeah, yeah. You said, yeah, he only asked for three million. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right? So I said, of course he did. I don't blame him. <laughs> you then sent me a <laughs> record of Polish heavyweight, Marcin Siwi, right? <laughs> 25 and 0, who drew with Kamil Sokolowski in his last fight. Yeah. I said, why are you sending me this? You put, it's him. I said, <laughs> he's fighting... So you're saying Joshua is fighting Siwi, who drew with Camille, and you put, he was robbed. <laughs> <laughs> I said, then said to you, I went, mate, will he do IFL Live on the Sunday? And you went, he doesn't speak English, but let's see how he gets on. Anyway... <laughs> Honestly, you really cheered me up last night. It was funny. Are we doing an interview? I said, Who is it? Come on. Then you went, This is at 10 to 11. 
And I said, who is it actually? Because I didn't know. I thought, is it Helena's? You put Stavern, right? <laughs> I thought, mate, you're going to need all the support you can get this week, bruv. And you put, at 11 o'clock, do I look bothered? Did I? Don't Did even you? remember that. Yeah. Anyway, I think I'll entertain people. But listen, who? I'll, I'll list you some fighters, yeah? Just tell me. Just give me what was going on with them. Gerald Washington. Was an option. Um, I just felt that he hasn't boxed for a while and he's coming off a couple of defeats. And But he was definitely an option. And also, I really liked Chisora Washington. And I didn't want to break up that fight as well. But he was considered. Gerald Washington. I was told from quite a few people that Derek Chisora actively put himself forward to like 258 yourself, not AJ, but everyone saying, I'll take this fight. Is that accurate? Yeah, I think, look, Del Boy's up for fighting anyone. Yeah. So it wasn't like he was phoning everyone up and plaguing everybody. He just said, I would take the fight if you if you wanted to do that fight. Okay. Uh, Ajit Kabayel. So, just to let you know that before we signed the Dillian White fight, because we didn't think Dillian White was actually going to take the fight, we had agreed terms with Ajit Kabayel right. and Robert Hellanius, just to give you the background. Okay. Ajit Kabayel with, with Benny Blanco of, I think, SES, and Louis de Cubis of PBC for Robert Hellenius. We'd agreed the number. They were two. They were our two options, basically. When this happened, I really felt that the three likely fights were Caballero, Hellenius, and... Washington. Washington. Yeah. So I when we made the announcement, I received a call from um, Robert Hellenius's lawyer. Um, and he said to me, you're not going to believe this, but we are boxing in two hours in an eight-round comeback fight after the Wilder fight. In a castle. Yeah, and if he comes through... We would like to fight AJ. We won't be difficult. Obviously, we want a good deal, but we're ready. He's fit. He's in training camp, etc. So he knocks this guy out in three rounds, some seven and oh guy, or something like I don't know what it is, and then sends me this. Come on, Eddie. Make a deal with my kid. Give me the fight. I'm ready. I've so done a video, yeah. My first reaction is actually looks in decent shape. Um, and then it was just a case of let's go through the deal, let's go through the money, and let's try and get a deal done. Ajit Kabayel asked for basically double what he'd already agreed to for the fight. And I don't blame him. I know it's late notice, but the numbers just didn't work. Hellenius didn't overprice himself because 
he wants the fight and he thinks he can win the fight. So he's getting a lot of money, but ultimately he was the one that got the pick. So Char, there must have been some sort of talks with Char then. Yeah, I spoke to some of his people and he asked for quite a lot of money and it just wasn't, you know, once you take this fight off pay-per-view, the financials change considerably. Yeah. And I have to say, I know we get a load of stick, etc., but probably the strongest pay-per-view card, sorry, the strongest card we have ever done that is not on pay-per-view. Would you agree with that? I mean, any Joshua fight... Yeah, I mean... It's, it's weird sorry. with Joshua because his last... Obviously, the Franklin fight wasn't pay-per-view. Yeah. This wasn't, but we're not used to seeing that. The last eight years, he's had back-to-back pay-per-view fights. Yeah, but also, this is a good card. You've got three good heavyweight fights on as well as the AJ fight as well. It's a big night of boxing. And I think taking it off pay-per-view, can only, you can only be honest and say it's fantastic for the zone subscribers. You're getting unbelievable value for money. And we're going to do a lot of sign-ups on Saturday through the AJ fight, off the back of a huge amount of sign-ups off the Jake Paul, Nate Diaz fight as well. And, you know, the, the upside of the news is that it's non-pay-per-view and it's going to do great numbers on Saturday. I heard a little outside one, which I weren't too sure about. Here we go. I heard Joseph Parker's name being mentioned in there. Was that? Uh, yeah, David Higgins reached out to someone and said Joseph would be interested. Again, non-pay-per-view. He's going to ask. We didn't even get to numbers with him, but I, I didn't feel like Joseph Parker was the right fight. He's fought him before, got knocked out by Joe Joyce, you know. And Ruiz and Hergovic, I mean, they were never, ever on there. The, the Her- Honestly, the Hergovic fight was never discussed for a number of reasons. Number one, his team never reached out to us for that fight. Two, he's been sparring for the Southpaw, Dempsey McKean, for the last eight weeks. Three, he's got in his hand the winner yeah. of yeah. for the world title. Like, I just, you know, the money that he would want for that kind of risk when he's got a massive fight with Usyk, you know, or Dubois, but probably Usyk next. It was never even really discussed. Dempsey McKean could have been an option, but as a southpaw, AJ's not going to go in with a southpaw on a, on six days' notice. Um, who else was there? There was a rumour that you tried to tempt Dave Allen out of the Fraser Clark fight. Someone put Dave Allen forward for that fight. Any it, it was really what, like we had a, such a white Soul Dakers. Our boy, the English heavyweight champion, Johnny Fisher, his old man come out and said, look, we'll do it to save the show. I don't blame him. Everyone should just stick that him in. It's important. And, you know, don't forget there's 16 other fighters on this card that have worked for 12 weeks to fight a big moment and to get paid. And you always have to take that into consideration, you know, from Dempsey and Hergovic down to... George Lidard and Maisie Rose, they've all, this is where they get paid. They don't get paid if they don't fight. So, you know, I'm pleased we were were able to keep the show on. And I know you've addressed this a couple of times, obviously today or on last night as well, in regards to refunds, et cetera. If anyone's obviously, which is understandable, they were kind of paying whatever money to to see Dylan White and and Anthony Joshua. They're not happy in that situation. Matcham will offer a full refund. I actually know how many you've done. Do you know that? Sorry? Actually, no, how many refunds you've done? Actually, not many at all. 
No, not really at all. How do you know that? Because I know this shit. But I know oh. you've not done it because it surprised me. I was thinking, oh, all right, fair enough. Genuinely, why? how do you know that? I just know it. I know how many refunds you've done. You don't know exactly, but you're talking about a few hundred. And that's it, out of 17,000 sellouts. So we expect everybody to enjoy their night on Saturday night. And But as always, we can't be fairer than that. If for some reason you don't want to come, that option's available to you. Okay. We'll keep we'll keep that option of a refund um, open to you as long as possible. I think the official uh, phone lines close in six minutes. Otherwise, you've got to come. To be honest with you, I've got a Twitter. Joke, by the way, but, you know. I haven't really. All right, Eddie, react poor today. You weighed in on this with a little comment. Big up Gareth Davis. He'll be at IFL Live. I know everyone will be. Everyone, Eddie. Richard Reactor. All I ever ask for is a level playing field, right? If you want to give me stick, I think you've got to treat everybody the same. What the fuck is going on? Let me tell you the situation here. Jai Opatia, our guy, Australian, IBF and Ring Magazine World Cruiserweight Champion. The number one cruiserweight in the world. Just beat Maris Bradis. Broke his jaw in two places and fucking in about the second round and came through and won the fight, right? He has a mandatory against Matthias Masternak, right? Matthias Masternak messes around, right? There's purse bids, etc. Masternak pulls out of the fight. I think because Boxer have actually convinced him to fight Chris Billum Smith until a Cody exercise the rematch falls. But forget all that, because as I say, not fact, just opinion. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Richard Reactor gets the dream opportunity to fight the best cruiserweight in the world in Jayapatai, right? We say we've been messing around this whole time with Masternak. Jayapatai hasn't boxed for a year. He want, He's ready to fight now. So we go to the IBF. We pay our $20,000 to say... Please, could you give Jai Opatia a special permit to fight now because he's been messed around by Masternak? And then he'll fight Richard Reakpour. We think it's a great fight. Fantastic. Richard Reakpour's team and Boxer dispute the special permit. They write back, presumably via their lawyers, to say, no, he should not be allowed a special permit. He has to fight us next. We're taking the fight. Don't let him fight anybody else but us. I thought, well, they won't not allow us the special permit because this kid's been messed around by Masternak. The IBF come back and they say, we're very sorry, but we've had a complaint, you know, or objection from the other side and he has to fight Reactor next. All right? 
Okay. No problem. Let's get on with it. We go through the negotiation stage. There was offers made to Richard Reactpool. Very good offer to go to Australia. Um, I think they made Reactpool an offer, which was, you know, don't forget, it's a 65-35 purse bid. Sorry, they made up a tire and offer to come to London. We, we were up for doing the fight. Um, with a few days to go, clearly we're not going to make a deal. Everybody knows that. The communication stopped. And purse bids for the fight are today. I'm looking at it. I'm going, we're going to make a big, big bid here. We can do the fight in London or we can do the fight in Brisbane. We get ready to make the bid. And on the morning of the purse bid, Richard Reactor pulls out of the fight with Jaya Pattaya. And I read a statement from Boxer and Jaya Pattaya, which basically says, ah, oh, we've been messed around so much during this process. I mean, obviously we couldn't wait three more hours and go through with a purse bid to see just how much money someone was prepared to pay for this fight. So we're pulling out and we're moving on. I've never seen what is going on. This is a carbon copy of the Fraser Clark situation. Richard Reactor had an opportunity to fight the IBF and the Ring Magazine champion for a load of money via purse bid. And someone has talked him out of going through with a purse bid in a few hours. You ain't got to say, oh, we've been messed around. We don't want to wait around any longer. You ain't got to wait. You've got to wait two hours. The fact is, the team didn't have the money to make the bid and you're afraid of losing the purse bid again. Why are fighters allowing themselves to get talked out of life-changing opportunity to fight the best in the division? It is so bad for the sport. Fraser Clark's sitting there now. He's missed out on the Fabio Wardley fight. Fabio Wardley's going to fight David Adelaide. He got, you know, he missed out on hundreds of thousands of pounds in that fight. Now, Richard Reactor, who is a really good fighter and a really nice kid, he could beat Jai Apatire. He could go out. He could become a hero of British boxing, winning that fight, then unifying against Chris Billum-Smith in a massive fight. It could be a stadium fight back down in Bournemouth. People, fighters, have got to get a backbone and start making decisions for themselves and getting advised properly. You cannot pull out of world championship fights like that and go through the whole process and then come up with a bullshit excuse about, oh, we've been messed around a lot. The purse bids are this afternoon. Well, you're not prepared to wait two hours to find out how much matrim are prepared to bid or your own promoter is not prepared to put up the money to bring that fight to London. You think if I did that, if I pulled one of my fighters out of the, one of the best fights in the division, that what, I mean, can you imagine? The stick I'd get, it's unbelievable. It makes me sick that these fighters are losing out on these kind of opportunities. I'm not saying they've done that because I don't know that, but have you ever pulled anyone out? No, I mean, you would only ever pull a fighter Advised. out. Advised. No, ne never, never pull a fighter out of a dream opportunity for the world title. And the fighter should say, firstly, the fighter should say, this is what Fraser Clark should have done, right? Whoa, 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 hang on a minute. If I'm not fighting, I mean, I'm sure they went out and said, look, what we'll do is we'll give you a run out in October. You can fight Masternak and then maybe you can fight the winner of Chris Billum-Smith against Lawrence Cody next year. And then fuck that. There's your chance. It's on a plate. It's ready. You've got the opportunity of a lifetime through the Masternak situation. But what, what Richard Reactor 
And what Fraser Clark should be doing is saying, whoa, whoa, whoa hang on. I want to fight Pappy O'Wardley. I want to fight Jaya Pattaya. Let's go to purse bids. I've got minimum guarantees in my contract. You have to bid to that amount. And old crazy nuts over there, Hearn, might lose his rag and stick in a seven-figure offer that will change my life forever. And I can beat this kid. But net, no, you're told this is a statement that you've got to put out on your social media. Make sure you post it and we'll come up with something different for you. No way ever on your Nelly grow a backbone. And you have to stand up for yourself as a fighter. Don't let people take away dream opportunities for you. I could not believe that person. And it's so low key because it's not a massive fight that only the hardcore boxing audience will discuss it. But it's wrong. It's wrong. And I know for a fact that Fraser didn't agree. He didn't want to be pulled out of that purse bid with Fabio Wardley. And I also know that it's really affected him. So Fraser Clark should have been allowed to fight Fabio Wardley. He would have made hundreds of thousands of pounds and he might have won that fight. Anyway, that really pissed me off. Really pissed me off. Right, Eddie, literally two more things because I know I appreciate it's been a while. Smith and Baterbiev has been um, rescheduled for Jan. January 13th, yeah. 13th. So, yeah, a little bit of a way away. Yes, a long way away. And it's frustrating because Callum came on to say could I have a run out on the AJ card. And who knows whether anything happens over the next couple of days. Like, ideally, could do with a little eight-rounder. Callum Smith. He hasn't boxed since August the 20th, 2022. So it's going to be nearly a year and a half, but it will be a year and a half till he fights. So ideally would like to find him somewhere to run out before that fight. Okay. Eddie, I'm just throwing this out here and this, I might be wrong with my facts here. Is there a possibility that you could run... Let me just say that. If they're not facts, we should do this new thing after today. If they're not facts, can we just say that... Can we, can we lose the word facts? Because when someone says it's a fact that happened... and then I'm it, not saying it's a fact that happened. I'm asking you... Just that I might be wrong with my facts. It's not no, even no, a fact. I'm, I'm wrong so, with so, my... So let's start again. You've heard... Go on. No, it's not what I've heard. I'm just surmising okay. something in my brain. Your opinion is... My opinion, right. Your opinion, or which my... might be wrong. Or what, it'd be good if you said something like, my opinion, which is mostly wrong, but I'll say it anyway. Something like that. I'll tell you what, I'll say that for this one. Okay. Eddie, my opinion, which I'm normally wrong, but just hear me out, yeah? No problem. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll let you know if you're wrong or not, Coogan. No problem at all. I could be well wrong here, and I'm really panicking about even saying this. Is there a possibility this year that you could run a whole calendar year without a pay-per-view show in the UK? Oh, that's a good question. That's a fucking great question, mate. Because if Joshua fights in January, you're fucked. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm not looking, to, I'm genuinely not looking to do pay-per-view. But well, would that be I the think... first year under your leadership of Matchroom? No. What? The Battle of Essex was definitely a pay-per-view, mate. I think December will be a pay-per-view event. You reckon? Yeah. Because I believe, I believe Connor Ben. Connor Ben. Oh, 
Oh, against no, Eubank, no. Connor Ben against Kel Brook, Connor Ben, you know. All right, yeah. that's good. That's good enough. Right, Eddie Earn, press conference tomorrow. Are we also, up? you say that, but did I do a pay-per-view event in 2022? No. What? I didn't. So who did Joshua had, for 2022? Yeah, that was an Usyk fight, and that was on Sky, not the zone. But it was your event. Okay, but I haven't done a DAZN pay-per-view. No, forget DAZN. I'm on about Matchroom, mate. Okay, one. W one what? One pay-per-view event in the UK. What, this year? Last year. Last year, but I'm saying, is oh, there a risk year. of it not happening this year? We're in August and you ain't had one yet. Probably un unlikely, but you know, I used to do about seven pay-per-view cards a year. Six pay-per-view cards a year. Yeah. And I've stopped doing pay-per-views and I'm not any more popular. I know, but to be fair, it's not for the want of trying because you've tried to put on pay-per-views, isn't not you? really. What, one against Dillian White? Well, Ben, you you've been a pay-per-view. But anyway. Years. Okay. Mate, if you could, you'd have pay-per-view every fucking month. No. no. Why? It's the whole reason. So that we had the rights fees where we don't have to do pay-per-view. Taylor Serrano... Um, Wood Warrington, Taylor Cameron rematch. Like we don't, we've got the ability to make those fights as part of your subscription. And now Joshua fight. If this, if this was but in part, if the fights are that big. Their pay per view end of yeah. Right, no, right. what I'm saying is, you know, any pay per view fight previously with Joshua would, sorry, any fight with Joshua would be pay per view. It wouldn't even be a discussion to do it on normal or off pay per view because the rights fees wouldn't be there. So that's where you have to commend a zone who stepped up this Saturday and said, all right, we'll take it off pay-per-view, we'll pay a rights fee so that it can be part of people's subscription. But other broadcasters aren't willing to do that. Why well, are you suggesting there's fights out there that are pay-per-view that shouldn't be pay-per-view? Absolutely. Okay. Well, don't stop there, mate. Fucking, you, you've given it tonight. Great interview. Carry on. What, about fights that are pay-per-view that shouldn't be? Right, well, in the next kind of few weeks, because there's a I couple mean, of pay-per-views coming up. If you're brutally honest, Smith Eubank shouldn't be pay-per-view. I mean, I probably shouldn't have been pay-per-view in the first time, and and it was a one-sided beatdown, and no one really was called for the second fight. If you want to be critical in terms of the size of the fight and the, the profile, Usyk against Dubois. Gaze has got three belts, mate. So, according to Frank Warren, he's not a big name. Mate, I don't agree with that because if Joshua had three belts, you'd be banging Hellenius and Joshua on pay-per-view if he had three belts. Not, not if we were with his own, no. That's the whole point. If he had three belts, hmm? a unified with three belts, you wouldn't put it on pay-per-view? I don't I don't think so, no. Not against, Dillian White. against Dillian White, we would, but it's irrelevant anyway because he ain't got three belts. All right. But... There is no way that any other broadcast partner or a previous board would have stepped up and said, we're pulling it off pay-per-view, we're going to pay the rights fee instead. They would have just ran it as a pay-per-view and see how it does. And I'm delighted to bring you, the viewer at home, unbelievable value this weekend with a fight that is non-pay-per-view, part of your subscription. 
four big heavyweight fights at a sold out O2 arena. And trust me when I say this young man, mentally and physically in a great place, ready to make a statement on Saturday night. I'm bang up for it. I love a fucking heavyweight night. At the night. What? It's a great night. Listen, it could, we know it could have been bad, but we are where we are. I'm on about AJ White. I wanted AJ White, mate. We all did. We all did. You know, I wanted a hundred grand appearance fee for IFL Live. I never got it, did I? Oh, I'll tell you what. I forgot to tell you. I just held for 50. I'll tell you. Fucking hell, mate. The last 10 minutes of our little segment, IFL Live, there's a little open Q&A session. I was meant to actually stick it in your little contract, but I didn't on purpose. Unfortunately, you haven't put it in. So we can't do that. Are you not up for that? Little little Q and A from the questions and all that. Oh yeah, we'll see. Yeah, all right, lovely. Let's just get a win on Saturday first. All right, okay, no problem. Eddie Hearn, thank you very much for your time. We know it's been a very stressful four days for you, but you look like you're smiling. No, nah. We'll see you at the press conference tomorrow, live on the zone this Saturday night. A heavyweight extravaganza. That's the one. We'll see you at the press conference tomorrow. Thank you very much, Eddie. Cheers, mate. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.